the Cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe cannabis entertainment company for women who also love weed. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're elevating perceptions with every episode. Listen up as we go in. Welcome back, my cannabishes. We are on episode 16 of High Tea Life. I am your host, Jen Newton, otherwise known as Newts. And this week, or this episode, I should say, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, women and weed, but more specifically, cannabis and our sexual health or sexual empowerment. Why? Because something is afoot. It's a rumble or a roar if you're in my house, because there's an uprising happening, right? Of the wild woman, awakening, reminding us that we've got some deep ass knowledge within us, rebirthing that spirit through ourselves and how we come to life today, and using that to heal the world. Hashtag smash the fucking patriarchy. Because if you ask me, weed is why we're blooming or has a hell of a lot to do with it, at least. It's a catalyst, a driver behind what's waking us up. A revolution rolled up in a joint. I'm wondering if it's because we're sourcing our power back, that all of a sudden we have this better sense of ourselves, a better handle on our beings, and our health, you know, our health is in our hands in a whole new kind of way. All of a sudden we're empowered, plant-powered, in a way we never were before. So that got me thinking that maybe women's sexual health, the state of our womanhood, our womanness, our wombs, and our femininity, was indicative of the state of the world, indicative of the state of Mother Nature, and that sourcing and empowering our own health was key, like fucking key critical to finding a balance and equilibrium in the rest of the world, to saving this place. So I was called to dig deeper and to connect with a woman who began making strides in this space at a really early stage and age, a true medicine woman healing people through the plant, bringing together women of the cannabis community to see what grows And most recently, launching a cannabis brand dedicated to women's sexual health. This episode's exploration started with my conversation with Antoinette Gomez. If you're Canadian in cannabis, you know her. And if you don't, you're about to. Where I had a huge aha about the power of the plant to help us heal ourselves from within. Fleur to fleur, if you will. Listen up as I talk to Antoinette Gomez. We are here with one of the original cannabishes and one of my favorite girls, Antoinette Gomez. She is the CEO of Pleasure Peaks and many other things in the cannabis space. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? So good. Oh my gosh. Thanks for being on high tea. (laughs) Anytime. Yeah, I love spending time with you, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us 
everything. Tell us who you are. I didn't want to go and just jump into the woman grow, but tell us everything. You have blown my mind since I met you. Thank you. How did you get into this? Yeah, um, it's a unique story, you know. I've been in the space for six years now here in Canada, um, born and raised here in Toronto. And I guess my background and how I fell into the industry would be my background in holistic nutrition. Um, you know, I had a real passion about um, healing yourself naturally since I used to work in the music industry. I always felt that I wanted to find alternative therapies. Mm-hmm. And when I was studying um, holistic nutrition, I came across um, medical marijuana when it came to Health Canada's website. Okay. And I thought that was always really... It was on Health Canada's website? Literally. Huh. Six years ago, yeah. Interesting. For the past 20 years. Um Cannabis has been legal in Canada. For medical uses? For medical use. Okay. Yeah. And when I found out about that six years ago, I I spoke to my doctors. I spoke to my my professors. I just spoke to anybody who can give me questions. And I found that nobody had the answers. (laughs) They're like, it's online. But even my doctors didn't know how to prescribe it. They had no information on where to even obtain cannabis either. Um, but that wasn't enough of an answer for me. So, you know, I kept researching and I ended up finding a underground compassion club, which was what they were operating under the MMAR, which is the original medical cannabis program in Canada. Okay. And that's um, patient to patient oriented. So actually patients collectively um, grow cannabis and they also share their experiences with their ailments with other patients so they can learn from each other. I ended up working with a, a clinic with 5,000 patients and it was a chronic pain um, clinic. And um, since I was working there, I just learned about so many people from that were dealing with pain in a multitude of different ways, whether they were dealing with cancer or MS or Crohn's. Um, and you or, started helping treat them? Yeah, with cannabis Amazing. on having, using holistic nutrition as well, but using cannabis too. And how old are you at this point? I was 18. <laughs> Which blows my mind. <laughs> and are you using cannabis at this point too yourself? Have you? That point um, I was because um, that was a point where I, I think I, I grew up really quickly, you know, mm-hmm. um, at the age of 18, I went to George Brown College and I got a great job in New York City working with a with a record label and I just wanted to like detoxify and I didn't want to be around like drugs or alcohol but I found cannabis actually really helped me mm-hmm. heal and that's what got me into cannabis infused yoga <laughs> and that's what yes. got me into a holistic nutrition great um which got how got me into working at that clinic and ever since there I just saw so many patients um that just fell through the cracks of our healthcare system, you know, and they don't have a voice and there's a huge stigma around cannabis and the, the fact that it's not legal recreationally is a huge burden on any patient. And I just felt that I had to share with anybody who would listen, Amazing. you know, and I am here s- still for their stories. But now now at Pleasure Peaks, I'm focusing on women's sexual health because at that clinic, I was just learning so much. You know, I had so many I met so many women with MS. Um, I met so many women with endometriosis. I met so many women with cervical cancer. Right. 
And, you know, dealing with a, a wide array of different ailments, you really learn that cannabis is incredibly effective for nerve pain and chronic pain, especially in a localized area. And then that's what brought me to topicals and cannabis product making, right? And um, yeah, majority of the time, peop- like people who were using cannabis for, for medical benefits were were topicals. Right. And okay. are finding that topicals are incredibly effective. So they are effective? Because I think people are confused about that, if they are or not. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're confused, but what I say all the time is that, like, topicals basically gave me my life back. Uh, in high school, I used to have um, really bad, like, menstrual cramps to the point where I would just have to stop everything I was doing and, and ruin my whole day. I get that. Whereas now today, if I get really bad cramps, I use a topical and my pain's gone in literally under, like, five seconds. Wow. And it's... And, and it's incredibly painful for me, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that cannabis self <laughs> saves my life. That's why every time I travel um, days with my period, it just makes me worry so much if I can bring my cannabis products with me. Right. right. So those are the things that, you know, patients suffer from. Um, but topicals are incredibly effective and I love them so much because they don't have that high effect. You don't actually have to feel psychologically high, but Mm -hmm. you can still reap all of the medical benefits of that area. Feel the benefits. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So how I landed at Women Grow. Yes. There was only like me and two other girls (laughs) that were working in the industry, right? Because even though we were at these clinics where I had 5,000 patients, even when it came to the hiring, it was such an underground clinic that it was so it was so secretive you couldn't really share with many people so there wasn't a lot of people to talk to you know and there was even less when it comes to women right so the best time ever being able to really inspire and help and mentor other women um, to understand the legal landscape and opportunities that Canada offers when it comes to the cannabis industry and showcase other amazing women that are killing it just so they can share with more women that there is a space for them in that specific sector and the amazing education, um, discount, discounted education that we offered for so many women, too. We just did so much in our Toronto chapter that I'm so proud of. We had Arlene Dickinson um, at our second year anniversary. Um, oh, she's down? I didn't know that. Yeah, of course. I, recent, I recently <laughs> met her. I had no idea she was down. We would have had a whole other conversation. Oh, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she loved um, all of the female-led businesses that we had. I that bet we she did. spoke about, and she was blown away as well. I was really happy with what we were able to um, bring together, especially um, pre-legalization, right? Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, because women really are grassroots growing the community of cannabis. I mean, we consume more than men, and we consume more often than men, and we are obviously entrepreneurial and as healers and medicine makers, as you just said, even intuitively have been doing this for each other, right? Um, so is the cult- has the culture always been super, it's just super helpful and positive? You, d- you haven't run up against anything negative. I think um, I, I was having a great conversation about this <laughs> last night, is that the, the stigma and the culture is constantly shifting. Mm-hmm. It shifts like every week almost. Um, no but doubt. just because it shifts at the same time that drug policy changes, mm-hmm. right? And it's always um, about different sides of the spectrum of the cannabis industry that you're in. Um, but I think now that we are normalizing cannabis um, n- like nationwide here in Canada, it's really going to help break that stigma because there was a huge back like back then and six years ago 
there was a huge stigma against like medical users and then recreational users. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as we went medical in 2015 and we went from the MMAR to the MMPR and introduced licensed producers, we were like, oh, well, now it's the legal market versus the illegal market, right? right. <laughs> right? Pioneers versus like business minded people. And now that we've legalized cannabis um, for recreational use, it's like, well, who actually got through and who who's not or like just mm. there's just so much, I think, around like stigma. But now that we're legalizing cannabis like nationwide, it's really going to help release that stoner stigma. It's going to really just erase all of those boundaries that are all in our head. They're not really there because we're just an infancy <laughs> stage of the industry. No we're doubt. just beginning, right? So we have no idea what it's going to even look like um, five years from now, which is amazing. And that's the best part. And right? we're co-creating it. That's what I keep saying <laughs> is we've got to, you have to step up and elevate things now because otherwise someone else is just going to take it and run. And then all of a sudden you're responding to an industry versus helping exactly. create it together. Right? And that's why I really want women to be at the table like mm -hmm. yesterday. Right. Okay, ladies? Yesterday. Yesterday. Get your asses <laughs> up to the table, cannabishes. Yeah, there's tons of opportunities for them. And right, like I was saying not too long ago that there was an article that came out that said that the industry, the marijuana industry, is now being dominated by males. Is it? And I was like, I was so upset, but not, but it was funny because I'm not surprised at all. No, of course. You know, when you look at 130 licensed producers and only three of them are female, like CEOs, um, there's a huge, there's a huge um, gap there, obviously. Um, the but gap's what I want, well, narrower in the U.S., right? No, it's, it's worse here in Canada. It's, it's a lot yeah. better in, it's the better in the States because yeah. California women have yeah, been CEO, going at it. <laughs> CEOs all over ca California, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're amazing. amazing. They, they really do try and follow a lot of what they've been doing in the industry and try and bring it down here. Yeah, we women, have so much to learn from each other. Yeah, they're keeping pace with, with men in terms of CEO positions in yeah. Cali, aren't they? Yeah, there is so much for us to learn and discover in how that industry has unfolded in a few of those states, eh? But it's really, it, what's different here in Canada is that we have regulated and monopolized so heavily mm -hmm. that they only, had no fun left. Only the people with like the largest accounts, the largest dollars, you know, you'd have to come from X Pharma, have to come like as a police chief or political um, person to get involved as a producer in this country. Like that's incredibly difficult, which is why it's so hard to get women involved. But there are other opportunities that women don't know about that are there. Like, like what? Like, like, talk to me about that. Like starting um, their own cannabis brands. Right. Like people always, when people want to get into the industry, they always think like, I need to grow. Right. right? But like, you know, no, there's <laughs> you ancillary, yeah, there's paraphernalia. Have, there's, there's so much to this industry that hasn't been done yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now, now talk to me about Pleasure Peaks. Where was the idea incepted and then how did you make it real? Yeah, Pleasure Peaks um, started out as, well, it always started out as a passion project, you know. Um, I was in Vancouver um, teaching people how to make their own cannabis products at the time. I need um, to learn. Yeah, because you can make them at home, you know. It's so simple. It's just 
we can do a lot of these things at home. Not yeah. everything, of course, you know, <laughs> but like sim- simple things like holistic remedies that we right. can make at home, like butters and stuff. I grew two plants. I have no idea if they're okay. Like they <laughs> might be, they don't look right and they don't Aww. really smell right, but they're dried and they're like ready to go. And I'm sitting there looking at them and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to smoke this bud. I'm going to do something with this. I'm mm-hmm. going to try a tincture. I'm going to try and I don't know do and it's so easy now because we even we even like the industry now sells machines to create these things it's like, just a I press love, isn't it I love the ladies oh, what's her name um, the woman who owns Levo oil machine okay like amazing you know it looks like a coffee maker you put your cannabis at the top and it creates cannabis oil for you that you can put in your salads you know if you make it like a coconut oil you could put it in like a loo or you can put it in like she needs right you can put it in a tea create a cocktail you can do whatever you want with it and you can do that in the base of your home right yeah, so it came out of, like, teaching people how to create their own products. And the most fun product to show people to create was their own lubes because people had so many questions, like, fun questions. And it was just so much fun to teach in Vancouver City. And what I found is I just really wanted to market it. And every time I marketed it at, at like, a cannabis pop-up event, right, because we had tons of underground ones way before. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed is I did three markets, and every single time... I had Pleasure Peaks on this market. We were the first vendors to sell out. Oh, yeah? Every single time. Sell out of all of our product. We were never able to compete with the demand of our product. Okay, well, that's indicative of something. And, of course, right? Mm -hmm. So then we were like, you know, we need to patent this stuff. Like, we need to, of course. So we did. And, you know, when I was also working at that patient, I had this one woman with endometriosis come to me. And um, I say this is Katie's story. And she came up to me and she was saying that she had lots of chronic pain in her pelvis area. And she wouldn't really tell me what it was. And I was just like, yeah, no problem. Here's some cannabis topicals like creams that you can put on the outer area, right? And your lower abdomen. Just try that. And if it doesn't help, like doesn't help, like let me know and I'll try and recommend something else. And she came back to me um, about three months later and she was just like, um, wow, that actually like really, really helps, you know, like, and I was just like, amazing, perfect. We'll try this lubricant because then you can have an internal localized area for, so you can actually reap all the benefits um, there, you know, directly and it, it'll be more helpful for you. And she did that again. And three months later, she was like, oh, my God. I'm having some Exactly. Hallelujah. Yeah, like, right? She was actually able Mama to have sex her. again. And oh, then yeah. she she told me what she had. And then she was just like, I have endometriosis. And I was like, endometriosis, what? <laughs> you right. know, like, what is this? And I did my research, and I found that it was um, a nerve pain in the vaginal wall. But it also... Um, it makes women not being able to bear children. Mm-hmm. So that's a, it's really heavy for a lot of women to carry. And they, they usually, majority of the time, aren't able to have um, pleasurable sex just because of the pain. And when I learned that, I was like, 
what? That's insane, you know? And, like, there's women out there that can't have great sex. And, you know, something that me and my fiancé love to do is we teach Tantra, too. I was going to say, have sex? Tantra courses. Yeah, we do. That's Do you teach cannabis Tantra? We do. We actually do cannabis couple retreats in Bali, Muskoka, and Jamaica. Oh, she's there. Um, But what we were noticing is that... I just need a plus one. We were noticing that there was there is one in ten women that are diagnosed with this. Those are it's the same stats as yeah. cancer. Why? Wow. Right? Those are this, yeah. and we all know cancer, but we are, we don't all know about endometriosis, mm-hmm. and um, it, and it really saddens me because there's so much women that are dealing with this, and they don't even know they have it. There's so much shame around it and stigma that they can't even speak to their doctors about it or their partners or each other or each other and the amount of marriages it must have gone in between and and families it's it's devastating to me to even think about right and I think that in a time where women are trying to empower themselves and take back as much as we can this is this is the key this is the key to understanding that you are whole <laughs> you yeah. know one one of the best things that i love about teaching about pleasure is that so many women think that it's something that we're here to give it's something that we're here to share with other people right right and yourself yeah and um and pleasure peaks is basically here to help any woman have an optimal sex life regardless of whatever boundaries you're facing and we um, we're here as a medical company first uh, because we want to be the the forerunner at endometriosis products. You know, one of the scariest things that I've learned working in the medical space in um, women's sexual health that it's the least studied area in the body. Is it the least funded? Yes, completely. <laughs> when you look at male uh, sexual health, <laughs> oh my gosh, are they right? Well, they overfunded. might as well be getting free Viagra. <laughs> You know, and if you think about how easy it is for males to have orgasms and how difficult it is for females to Mm -hmm. have orgasms. And that's just societally accepted, too. Even though I say just get underneath the faucet in the bathtub and call me 15 minutes later, you'll be fine. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) just saying. It was a huge aha for me when I realized that actually Pleasure Peaks and a lube could be uh, was actually a medical product and was helping people with real ailments because just as a consumer who thankfully doesn't experience any of this pain even though I sounds like I could benefit from it um, you know I didn't really realize that lube could be a mechanism for the medicine but it's of course it is it's it's actually incredible and it's straight to the source right flower to flower if you will <laughs> exactly <laughs> i love it that's what i love about cannabis is that you know people say you know if you're using recreational you're self-medicating even if you're using it and not for the medical reasons you're going to reap all of the benefits it's so important to have woman inclusivity in all segments which is why it's so important that I had to do pleasure peaks because there are other female there are there are there are, there, <laughs> there are other cannabis lubricants out there right. you know but they're not owned by a female and if you look at the advertisement you can see that because their their ads are completely about you know make her orgasm or make her make her come well like we don't even know if she's 
happier, healthier, okay, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's underlying issues that aren't being addressed because we don't have female in those executive spaces to voice those opinions, right? So we can't actually say that this is a female product when we don't have females on our board or females that are actually creating our products, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's why it was so important for me specifically to take on this company because our, our manufacturer is actually a trans woman that I'm so proud of. That's amazing. You know, because I've had my company um, want, like, so many other licensed producers have asked me to buy my company. That's okay. great. But all of them well that have done that were all males yeah. Yeah. and had not a single woman on their board or executive team. And I knew that they wouldn't know what to do with my company. And I know that they would have just stripped it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, now we're going so farther. We're now looking at cervical cancer. We're now looking at peacocks. We're now looking at chronic yeast infections and all of these other ways how we can destigmatize women's sexual health. Vagina is not a dirty word, you know. No. And we just need to have products that really help us and empower us rather than all of these products that are just trying to hide our shame and put a band-aid on it's it. It's so interesting that you say that. Well, and the, the, that they're all trying to get us to the big O, right? Like they're all trying to get us to the end or the goal or whatever, you know, but not actually addressing the, the roadblocks or the things that are getting in the way of, of pleasure, of that. And of, you know, pleasure being shared symbiotically between a couple, right? Very interesting. So now, tell me, like, are is it all lube? No. So I'm so happy. We actually have 16 freaking products. Stop. 16. 16 I know. I couldn't believe I could think of 16, to be honest. I actually can't either. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I am having a hard time. I know, right? Okay. Amazing. Um, but, we, but we've branched it off. So we now have a medical side and we now have a recreational side, which is a little bit more fun. So now, we, you know, some states we can get in on one side rather than the other just to be first to market. But right now we have a cannabis strain. We have two strains available, um, not available yet, but hopefully early um, 2019. Um, We have a CBD strain and a love strain that I'm super Mm. proud about. We also have, um, we also have a water-based and an oil-based lube. Also something I'm happy about and super proud about is that we all have the only water-based lube because the only other cannabis lubes that are out there are oil-based, which is just as good as a cannabis salad oil, pretty much. Oh, like you can eat it? It's edible? <laughs> yeah, for oh. sure. Um, so why do I want a lo- water-based lube versus an oil-based lube? I don't really need a lube, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Compa- <laughs> I love you, compatible with sex toys that way and oh. compatible with condoms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, so we have okay. I didn't realize that. lubes and then our recreational line is way more fun where we have like CBD infused uh, candles that you can massage into your partner. Amazing. Um, cannabis infused edibles as well that we're working on. Great. Um, so way more fun on the recreational side, but the medical side is more suppositories and different applications to get medicine in there safely. Right up in there. You know what? It was a big eye-opening experience for me when I was in my former dispensary, rest in peace, 1066. And it what there was a male bed tender at the front um, really educating three females and, frankly, the entire room of women 
on vaginal suppositories, rectal suppositories. No, you can't put a rectal one up the vaginal. And what is going to do? And then everyone started asking questions. And it was a, it was a, it was a forum for conversation. And I mean, I'm a cannabis through and through. And I didn't know that there was a vaginal suppository. And I suffer from cramps so bad, sometimes I barf. So the conversation is obviously the most important part of this, right? Like the illumination and the education. But in reality, it's just about the conversation. It's about a safe space for women to talk to each other without being judged, without, you know, sharing knowledge, right? Where, how are you finding the ahas are happening? Are they, because even women aren't talking to each other so much about the stuff that they are experiencing, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I speak about my company, you know, one woman will always be like, oh, I have it. And the other girl will be like, no way, really? Yeah. <laughs> and they just, they just finally feel comfortable having that conversation around. Yeah, it just really takes someone um, else almost usually, you know, majority of the time to just bring it up in conversation because it is very private, right? It's a very, very private area. It's, it's not something we bring up over table talk and um, majority of the time they feel shame over it. So it's really, really hard to set up space that makes them feel comfortable. You have to be very, very, very cautious on how you navigate mm-hmm. that. And that's that's why I'm so cautious on every single thing that I put into Pleasure Peaks as a business uh, from top to bottom. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the stigma decreasing, so will the shame, right? Like you, the conversations hopefully will become a table talk. And, Ever, and Yeah. Ever since I got into Tantra, like me and my fiance, I think. I have to sign up for this. I'm that sorry. That was probably like five years ago. And ever since we, we, we took that course, we've like just felt deeper in love, you know, and mm-hmm. the more sacred, um, conscious, honest place. And, um, yeah, ever since I've done Tantra, Tantra has been way more popular, niche like worldly as well. And I'm happy that that's being more adopted because we're we're allowing space for more conscious relationship conversation and conscious communication um, that's a lot more welcoming and, and less, you know, trying to put the other person down, but really just trying to hear each other from a level playing field. I like that. Could use a little bit of that. Uh... I'm a female with an idea. What do I do first? Do I join Women's Grow? What do I do first? I have an idea and I don't fucking know where to start, but I believe in it. Network. Go to any cannabis event, anyone. Um, go speak to a girl. <laughs> and, <laughs> speak to another girl. You know, find speak, a vagina. Tell her, like, ask her what she thinks about your business. If, it, if it's a good idea, um, you know, she'll probably connect you somewhere else. If she doesn't, go look up Women Grow. Um, go look it up on all social medias and look up for women in your space who are in the cannabis industry. We all really do want to help each other in this space. There's really just a lack of a platform that's really here that has the resources that we need to really connect us and help us get to where we need to be. So if you like, if you want to be a part of this booming industry, get ready, get invested in stocks, support other women in this space. Um, you know, if you follow me at AntoinetteGomez.com, I actually have investment opportunities that I send out monthly to other uh, female-led businesses to invest in. Um, That's a great resource, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Sighty.life on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, send me your details. I need to know other women. I'm constantly just doing it myself, just trying to connect with as much women as possible. I've been doing it for the past six years, but I'm actively here because I know that something bigger is happening. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Opportunities are coming. Wink, wink. If you have a business, get all of your ducks in a row because me and a whole bunch of ladies are ready to take back this industry. Boom. You are welcome, sister. I am (laughs) ready, girl. This was a pleasure. Thank you, Antoinette. You are a force, a very young force (laughs) to be reckoned with in this industry. So I can't wait to see where we all are in five years, but especially you on this trajectory of yours. Thank you. Get me some pleasure peaks up in there. Okay, hold up, wait. That was powerful. This is a woman showing the rest of us how to get into the world of weed, and I mean now. So those wheels better be a turning. If they're not, you're smoking the wrong shit. But more importantly, did you guys hear what I heard? I'm talking about Katie's story. The notion that we could heal an ailment like endometriosis with a product like cannabis lube? The power to heal ourselves with this plant from within without the trauma of medical process and all that that entails? I mean, I had to learn more about this. Pot's pussy power. You know, our pussy health power. So I connected with a woman called the Womb Warrior, who is doing just this. She's helping women clear the bad she that we hold actually within our womb, in our womanhood, so that we can heal ourselves and thus those around us. Listen up as I go real deep now with the Womb Warrior. We are here with the womb warrior, Keela AC herself, to talk about the power of the connection between woman and this flower. Hi, Keela. Hi, thank you for having me. How, How are everyone? you? Welcome to High Tea. So, oh, this is so old, dope. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm all about pussy power and all about female sexual empowerment, so much so that people were calling my personal Instagram at one point vaginagram. Uh, so I kind of pull, I pulled back on that. <laughs> but I really do appreciate the female form and the female fleur. I wondered, I was, you know, called to talk to you about our womb health and women's womb health and how you feel that that, you know, sits central to our own power and then what role you see cannabis really playing in that? Um, well, I think the one thing that women need to know is that the center, as you called it, is where their power lies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women have become detached with the power that the womb holds. And when I say that, I'm not talking about the actual pussy. That's what I want women to differentiate. Like when I talk speak about the womb, it includes in it in its entirety. So I'm not just talking about it in a sexual, you know, way. I'm speaking on the way our bodies change during the month. The foods that we eat affect what we do, the trauma that we've had. So a lot of times we ignore our power mm-hmm. and then we think the power is in another form and it is not like sex it is, that is powerful but I, what I really 
my work is to reintroduce women to their wombs and get them excited again about the power that lies there, about cleansing your womb, about um, speaking directly to your womb for healing um, by ingesting different, and and that's where medicinal properties come in, also to help calm the womb. We uh, have babies, we have partners, uh, we move about the world with the world in our bodies. So what I love, the reason why I love my work so much is because I get women back to the beginning to start with themselves. Mm -hmm. So my job as a womb warrior is to introduce women to their wombs and to forgive themselves also. We walk around with old energy and we store that in our wombs. Mm. Do we store old partners in our wombs? In our bodies? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You store old energy. You store um, pain that you've had. You store trauma, any abortions, miscarriages. We Every, all of that, mm-hmm. our period every month, that energy, if it's painful, that's stored. And we never release that. Mm-hmm. And so we walk around with really bad cramping. We have fibroids. We have all of this unhealthiness going on inside of our wombs. Well, well, why? Because you're storing all of that energy in there and it's creating chaos. So the reason how I came about the work and how I was blessed is because I was that person. I was walking around with a wounded womb. I had old partner energy. I had just all kind of trauma. I had been sexually assaulted, you know, just name it. I pretty much went there with it. And I couldn't understand why my life was so chaotic also, you know. It didn't look that way on the outside, but a lot of the things that I was doing was chaotic. Interesting. mm -hmm, So I had this chaotic behavior. And then I had really painful periods every month, Uh every month, month. I'm talking about really bad cramps to the point where I needed heavy medication, Mm -hmm. pain, over-the-counter stuff. This is before I was really introduced to medicinal um, cannabis. So I was taking like Vicodin and Percocets and, and then I was drinking like coffee and like, you know, tons of sugary things and, you know, a lot of negative and I couldn't understand why I was going through this every month. So you're speaking to the choir. Right? Yeah, you're yeah, preaching yeah. to the choir. I I'm like, I throw up from my pain lately. Okay, so you know what? At the end of this conversation, I'm going to put you a um, a Yoni Love Kit together, and I'm going to send it to you. Oh, and everything you. in that Yoni Love Kit is going to take care of everything we're talking about right now. You know, so I started comparing myself to my mom and my grandmother, who at that time had already had hysterectomy. Hmm. And so my doctor was like, you need a hysterectomy, you need a hysterectomy. And I was like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. So I just started reading, 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 and canceling out different foods, changing the way that I thought about my body. Then I had to go in and started healing myself. I had to forgive myself. I had to take control and responsibility of the things I allowed to happen to my body, other people. I allowed to do things to my body. Like, I literally had to forgive myself for all of that. So this is all going on at the same time because you can't just 
you know, heal your womb without healing your heart and healing all, you know, balancing all those chakras. You have to become in alignment. So I just started throwing out all the old that never worked Mm -hmm. and was still not working. Okay, it's time to do something different. And that's when I started coming in contact with flower or cannabis, marijuana, but in the flower form. Yeah, me too. And I started smoking, smoking my joints during my period with the cramping because I was like, these pills that I'm taking make me constipated. They make me drowsy and woozy, so I have to get them out of my system. They're horrible for my liver. You're not yourself either. Right? You're not. It takes you days to get that out of you. Especially if right? you're spiritual and you're connected. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now you have this, like a blanket over your light. Mm-hmm. So it dims you, if that Literally. makes any sense. Literally makes right? all the sense. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Until you can like, void your body of all of that. And then that takes a whole lot of water, purging, sweating, you know, meditating. So I started smoking weed you know, during my period, and it relaxed my womb so much. It just relaxed me. So I was like, wait a minute. It's not only helping my cramps, but it's calming my anxiety down too. Hold up. Wait a minute. This is, you know. Hold up. Wait a minute. I know. Right. (laughs) Well, I, and I always say this, is that you come into it thinking you need it for one thing. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you realize it's healing all the things. It's healing mind, body, soul. It's healing systemically. There, you're, it's empowering a natural health and wellness proactive health regime versus like this pharmaceutical driven problem oriented medical world Mm -hmm. right Right. that's perfect i mean because and truthfully like you're turning to cannabis when your cramps are killing you when a migraine's creeping on when you can't sleep Mm -hmm. when you're stressed when you know you can't calm down when your stomach hurts when you have ibs like when you have seizures and (laughs) i could keep going Um, so you started because you started listing cleansing herbs speaking to your womb is that a bit of is there a bit of a regime um that you can kind of talk us through well, my, so the womb wellness, I created Womb Warrior after it became my lifestyle. And women were asking me, what am I doing? And I just shared it with them. So one way was um, the yoni steaming. Oh, tell us more. Tell you more. I would love to. So yoni steaming, um, well, let's go back to the beginning. Yoni is your beginning, your womb. And that is the creation, the beginning of life. And with the yoni steaming, it's literally sitting on top of hot steam and herbs. And those properties, um, the steam, along with the healing herbs, void the womb of toxins. So you are releasing. Right. You are releasing from the womb. Remember we talked about we store all that in our wombs and it never has a chance to come out and we just store it and we're walking around. Well, that's what the yoni steam does. It releases all of that negative energy in the womb that makes us sick, makes our wombs sick, makes our periods heavy, makes our cramping 
of bleeding. And so... So I there are specific really, herbs that we use? There are specific herb, herbs. Um, depending on what the ailment, if you're telling you this, I can only swear by this because it is my practice. Yeah, it sounds, it changed, it changed you. And our ancestors, our, 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 our mothers and foremothers, they must have done this. They did do this. This is a huge practice in the African and the Asian culture. Okay. Um, and they still use this. It's, they use um, um, herbs that they choose that are healthy for the womb also. You can use various herbs. And I also encourage it for fertility reasons, too. Mm-hmm. You can't yoni steam your way to pregnancy, ladies and gentlemen. You can? You can. Yes, you can. Wow. C-A-N. Yes, you can. Isn't that amazing? So, <clears throat> it is amazing. So isn't that amazing how a practice that was used every day before we became so used to calling up a doctor that we would do this for ourselves? You... And we would go out and pick the right herbs and come in and use what we already have. Now remember, this just like cannabis grows from the earth. So mm-hmm. chamomile, rosemary, lavender, cannabis, all grow. Plant power. All of it. Mother Earth oh. has everything to heal us because yes. we are Mother Earth. And we are. we are, right? And we always talk about you Mother are. Earth and Mother Nature and what is man doing to Mother Nature. And I'm sitting here laughing because I'm like, we're Mother Nature. All of Mother Nature is born through the female. And I, when you're talking, obviously I know this as a female, I know this, though I'm not walking around with that like knowledge of my true power, the power that lies between my legs. And you know what? Men remind us, men remind me that the power is in the pussy and it's, and the women forget and it's incredible. But as you're speaking to me, you're, you've reminded me that I'm not even in control. Like, yes, I'm aware enough of my body. I got off of uh, hormonal birth control a long time ago when I realized I had the aha that when we ovulate, we're attracted towards a certain kind of man, like an alpha man that we want to procreate with. And there were all of these women on birth control never having ovulated with all of these partners they'd been with for years. And then they get married and they get off the birth control thinking that they want to procreate and they look at their partner. They're like, what? I married a pussy and not a good one. Go back and re-sow that seed inside of themselves. You are life. You are God. You create right from the beginning. From the beginning, your womb is fertile ground. And when I tell women, think about it as like a dirty, like an old field of just like overgrown everything, weeds. And you're never going to grow anything there that you can eat from unless you go through there and clean all of that out. Cultivate. That's what we yeah. do in our room. Mm. You clean all that toxins out. You clean all that out. So I've definitely not done that. So I'm aware enough of my body to know when I'm ovulating. I'm aware, you know, I know when my period's coming because I'm very attuned to the moon and my breasts got really sensitive. Um, but I'm not honoring my cycle. 
you know, I had always obviously assumed that cannabis did amazing things for for our sexuality, but it was a huge aha for me to learn that it can actually heal us from the inside out and some of these cannabis-infused lubes even. Putting it into the steam, I think, is so critical because delivering the medicine directly within us is so is very powerful well the yoni is the flower and what my goal to see every woman is to replant that seed in yourself and grow and blossom the fuck up out of here and grow and sprout and extend yourself there is power and strength in knowing that you are powerful and I have a, a wonderful platform and I love connecting with women such as yourself that are powerful and know that they have power inside. That's where it starts. Once you realize that you are the beginning, then you start from there. We are all different, different sizes, everything. Love it just how it comes to you. I think when women start feeling more comfortable and accept who they are and stop trying to change it, that's when the real healing starts to begin too. Gosh, Kila, you know, I always feel as though these conversations happen for me and for the world at a time when they're meant. And today was really no exception. It was an honor and a true blessing to have your time and your insight and your knowledge from the womb warrior herself. I thank you so much on behalf of all of the high tea listeners. This was amazing. Yes. Thank you, Queen, for having me. Um, Just as I heal, this is a healing formation for me also. So thank you for this healing connection that we did we healed one another today and not to mention the other women who are gonna you know listen out and so thank you for even having this platform so we can speak openly i appreciate you queen warriors you can find me on instagram um i'm on instagram under w-o-m-b underscore warrior and i also have a second um instagram page because i'm also a writer and i also have a book coming out next month and uh, it is a book of poems erotic poems um and some very um sexual artistic photos um Yes, and it's called Breaking the Force, and I'm speaking directly to women to own their shit, own their woman, and be proud of it. So that book's coming out, um, and you can reach me also under Sugar Sapphire, that's S-U-G-A-S-A-P, is pussy. H I R E. Oh yes, P is a pussy. It's time to use that with the telephone company. Uh, connect with me, and I would be honored with anyone directly and just get yourself centered and start rebuilding that womb up. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Insta at hightea.life. Like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other things. Join our invite list and holla at your girl by visiting hightea.life. 